17. I want to talk to you tonight about the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. God's presence. God's presence. Now God is everywhere at the same time. At all times. That word is omnipresent. Amen. Omnipresent. Omniscient. Amen. Uh, omnipresent means the presence of God is everywhere. There is no place that God isn't. God is so amazing. He leaves one place without, he, he goes to one place without leaving another place. And when he goes where he is, he's already there. God was somewhere before there was a nowhere in existence. When you talk about God, the thoughts of God are high and unobtainable. You cannot, you cannot understand God. You can understand the Godhead because in him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But you can't understand God from a logical perspective can't understand it. Because he is omnipresent, he confuses man because we are single presence. We're single presence. You and I cannot relate to being at church and at home at the same time. We can't understand it. We can't relate to it. Give me Psalms 139 and 6. We can't relate to an Ella Curtis here tonight, so I want to take advantage of that and ask him to read from it tonight. But we, we don't understand and we can understand God. We can read it Every woman that has had a baby, raise your hand. Everybody that has had a baby, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Now, Ella Curry and I, and Ella White and I, Ella Johnson, Minister Mikeswell, Pastor Coward, Ella Sheffield, we can talk about babies and having babies, but we don't understand nothing about having babies. Because we haven't had them. And my knowledge of what I'm giving you about somebody having a baby is based upon the knowledge that I've heard. So to say I understand what it feels like to have a baby, I can't say that. I can't understand the feeling because I never went through the feeling. Psalms 139 and 6, if you will, Ella. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Uh -huh. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Okay, so the knowledge of God is unattainable. And the reason the knowledge of God is unattainable simply because you can't relate to it. You, you can't relate to it. You can't relate to it. You can't relate to the uh, knowledge of God and the omnipresence of God. And the reason you can't relate to the omnipresence of God is simply because you don't know what it is to be in one, more than one place at a time. 
I mean, the, the awesomeness of God, you've got to understand this. God was dwelling in the realm of nothing. There was nowhere. Nowhere. Nothing existed. So, I mean, can you imagine when there was a nothingness? I mean, when we think about God, we think about before the world began, God was somewhere, God was in existence, sitting back, there was no world, and he sat back. But what place was there? What was in existence? Where was he? Where, where was God when there was no earth? Where was God when there was no heaven? God created the existence of a place and then walked into what he created. It's like a man that doesn't have a house. He's living, give me a little volume up, up here. And, and, and do this. He's, living, uh, he's, he's, he's living outside with nothing. He builds a house and goes in. Notice what the Bible said. In the beginning was the word. So God exists before there was a beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So in the beginning, God was sitting back before the beginning started. And God put the beginning there. And God watches the beginning begin. That's amazing God. I said that is amazing God. God stayed in heaven, left heaven and came to earth and occupied both heaven and earth at the same time. And because God is present everywhere, when we say we want the presence of the Lord, we really don't know what we're saying when we say, I want the presence of the Lord. Because you don't really have to ask for the presence of God because he's here whether you want him to be or not. He's here. But when we say that we want the presence of the Lord, what we're actually saying is, God, even though you're here, we want a manifestation of your existence here. We don't want you to be present in the invisible realm. We don't want you to be present in the unknown realm because God, there's just, there's God, there's just much God in this building that's here, that's in heaven. I mean, he's over here, he's over there. There's not a part in space that God doesn't feel. His whole spirit fills the earth. He is present here. But he's not always manifesting himself where we can see him. So what, what happens when we ask for the presence of God or the manifestation of God? What we're asking God, I want you, Lord, if you will, step out the realm of the invisible. Step into the visible realm where we are, where we can see you here. Where we can see a manifestation of your power. And what we have experienced today and what we have experienced tonight is a manifestation of God. Not a manifestation of me, but a manifestation of him walking in the building. And so that's what we're summoning. That's what we're wanting, God. I don't want you to just be here as a silent person or as an individual person, but jump into our realm. Come out of the unknown realm. Jump into our realm so that we can see you. So we can feel you. Hallelujah. Tell God thank you. 
so that we can know that you're here and know that you're present. Luke chapter 5 and 17. Luke chapter 5 and 17. Hallelujah. When the, when, 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 the weather, when the weather hasn't changed and you got chill bumps running all down your body, he's present. When, when, when the power of God moves and deliverance is happening, people are being healed and people are being delivered, that's God's presence. Being manifested. Being seen. Get me Luke 5 and 17, if you will, Ella. Uh -huh. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law, Pharisees and doctors of the law? sitting by, yes. which were come out of every town of Galilee yes. and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to do what? Heal them, uh-huh. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with Now you got to know how to take advantage of what God's present is here for. One of, one of, the, one of the things that happens is sometimes, now God is not present all the time for everything. Sometimes God is present to heal. Sometimes God is present to deliver. But when they recognize that God was present to heal, they took advantage of what they start doing. They start bringing sick folk, start bringing folk, that was sick of the pauses and start bringing them up and because there was an anointing there that was present here. Sometimes God get in a healing mood. And right now, there is a healing anointing in this building. The, the Lord is present here to heal. He's present to deliver. And so, why, why you feel that present, why you feel that glory, why you know that you take advantage of that and step in the glory of God, bring the sick. Bring the wounded, bring the affliction because God is here. And so he's manifesting himself to let us know what he's here to do. The presence of the Lord, was, the, the, the Lord was present to heal. They brought folk that were sick of the palsy. Uh, read, uh -huh. Was taken with palsy and they sought means to bring him in. Yes. And to lay him before him. Yes. And when they could not find by what, may, what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. Yes. They went upon the housetop. Yes. And let him down through the tiling which with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Uh -huh. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Now, let me tell you, even though God is present everywhere, he's not manifesting everywhere, and these men who were outside of the building recognized something was going on inside of the building that wasn't going on outside. And they understood in order to get what was going on, they needed to get where God was manifesting. Not just where he was present, but they needed to get where God was manifesting. And so we, we need to seek to get to a rim that we're going far beyond the presence of God, but we're seeking for the manifestation of God. Prayer, you can pray in the presence of God, but I want to pray down on manifestation. Let's not stop at just getting in his presence. Let's ask God now to come into the physical realm. In the Old Testament, they would get in the glory of God. They would get in the presence of God. It would get so strong that a cloud would come and cover the tabernacle. And whenever that cloud would cover the tabernacle, God was seen in a visible manner. But God's not present everywhere in a manifestation form simply because if you want a manifestation of God, there are some things that you have to do to condition yourself to get God's manifestation. 
because God can't manifest himself everywhere at the same time. I mean, God can't manifest, manifest himself everywhere at the same time, the same way, simply because there are people that are not conditioned. Now, even though God is present everywhere, he's not present everywhere the same way. And God makes himself present based upon what preparation we make for him. Fasting and praying and consecration and laying before God prepares the surrounding and so prepares a setting for God to move. All right, let me give you something. I want you to think about this. It is hot here now in, in Florida. It's not, not really cold. You step out the door, and when you step out the door, you blow, nothing come out of your mouth. You change it down, get about 40 degrees, 30 degrees, step outside, blow, a white smoke-like substance come out of your mouth. It was in your mouth all the time, but it could not manifest being seen until the conditions in the weather were changed to get that in you. Oh, God Almighty. Now, the same thing you were doing out the door, without the right atmosphere, all of a sudden put on a manifestation with the right weather. Prayers that we are praying that are not manifested, things that we are asking God that are not manifested, if we create the right condition in the building, what has not been happening will happen. The God of healing, the God of deliverance, the God of miracles, the God of making ways has always been present with us. But he has not always manifested himself because we have not always created an atmosphere for him to manifest. Good God Almighty. Can you say hallelujah? So what do we need to do? If we want a manifestation of God, the spiritual climate and the spiritual weather must be prepared so we can see him. So we need a church that's in prayer and fasting and consecrating so that the God that is not seen can be seen by the weather. Climate, heat, does things. Put water on the stove. It's on the stove. Inside of that water is actually... A different manifestation. Stays in the pot. You put in that pot and stay in that pot all day and nothing happens. You put some heat to it. What's in the pot starts boiling. And when it starts boiling, it gets itself out of its pot and starts manifesting through steam. Right? So the water now all of a sudden goes to a different manifestation based upon what's being done to it. You get cold water and take it and you put it in the refrigerator and you put it in the refrigerator and when you put the water in the refrigerator, let it stand there long enough, what happens? The water goes into another form. God moving among us and being manifested among us is based upon what kind of climate that we produced. Yeah. 
See, the atmosphere has to get a certain temperature for snow to fall. There's a degree that it has to hit for snow to fall. And once that degree hit for snow to fall, then the snow starts falling. So it is with spiritual things. There is an atmosphere that we can get in here that brings about the power of God. Now, atmosphere will bring something out in you. Atmosphere will change your ability. Heat will make you sweat. So, and, and, and what happens, sweat is not something that you make yourself do. It's something that the climate makes you do whether you want to do it or not. Glory, hallelujah. If the right climate comes in here, there is something. Now listen, you can't get the unnatural and the non-self move of God without the climate changing. See, what happens is most of us are operating off of our ability and off ourselves. But if the climate changes and you sweat, something breaks out of you that has not been created by you, but it has been created by where you are. So if God gets in here or a certain heat gets in here, something's going to break out in you. My, 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 my. Something that you don't have to make, something that you don't have to forge up. If I sit here and you turn that air off and the conditions get right, I can sit right here and can't control what's happening to me. Sweat starts dropping off my face and start dropping off of me because of the climate. If the church got the right climate, you won't have to make yourself preach. You won't have to make yourself sing. You won't have to make things happen. It's going to come because of the climate. Church has to conjure stuff up. We have to work up stuff. We have to make things happen. But if we get the climate of God right, healing will be easy. Deliverance will be easy. Demons being cast out will be easy. There's a spiritual anointing that comes in. You bring people in, they start falling out, demons start coming out. There, there's, there's, a, there's a condition that comes in and the right condition starts coming. Uh, people, start, people start doing things. People start seeing things. People start feeling things. Miracles start happening because of the climate. And, and, and I want to tell you, there has been a change of climate in this church. I said there has been a change of climate in this church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Did you hear me tonight? I said there is a change of climate. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. We have, we have left from traditional, we've left from the norm, we've left from the same old, same old, and we have walked into a level of the unknown. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. You ought to give the Lord a praise and tell God thank you. You ever notice sometimes the spirit of God get to moving and the power of God get to moving when the power of God get to moving. Hallelujah. You find yourself doing things that are abnormal. For instance, you find your leg just shaking. Or you find yourself rocking. Or you find different motions happening. Now, scientists did something on the brain, and they did a test on the brain. 
They tested people speaking in tongues. And when they tested people speaking in tongues, they found out there's no brain activity going on when people are speaking in tongues. They couldn't understand it. When you talk, you're supposed to have brain activity. They tested people speaking in tongues, and there was no brain activity going on. How can you talk in tongues and your brain not be involved? And scientists was baffled by it because the tongues are coming from your spirit, not from your brain. Now think about it. You're sitting in church, and all of a sudden, you do that. Now, the normal reaction was to, is to say, is to say, I want to move, and you move. But you're sitting up, and all of a sudden, you're just sitting up. I was, I was looking the other day, and uh, I, I really didn't know that I have a... a, a Unnatural reflex. I didn't know that. I, I didn't. I, I really didn't didn't know that this shoulder. And I. Somebody told me, "Say, man, you going?" So I I I I found out that my and I I didn't know I didn't know you know I I I had a head-on collision one time, and in the in the wreck that I had. Uh, when we it, was, it, was, it, was, it hit on my side in the, in the part uh, we were riding and, and we had a car hit us was it a van? it was a van, van hit us and it hit on my side of course I went to the, to the, to the uh, doctor and you know they gave me that thing and put around my neck I told him I'm not walking around here looking like no priest all the time with a big old collar around my neck take that thing on walk around here I wore that thing about 30 minutes and put it down so, you know, I, I do my arm and move, so, so I was wearing that, but I really, so I got a DVD and looked at the DVD and watched myself. And I said, wait a minute, one, two, three, four. And I see my arm, what is this? I think they call that a tick, uh, what is it, a, a tack, a tick, a tack, a tick-tack, oh Jesus, Lord, move it. All right, but listen, 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 listen to what I'm saying. There is an unnatural response to the Spirit of God. And sometimes people don't understand what's happening. You, you think of a sudden, you sit down all of a sudden, and, 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 and now, 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 if you sit down, you sit down, and your mind say, all right, go run to the end of the building, then that's you. But you sitting out all of a sudden, and you know. Well, what made you do that? Without, with everything you do, you think. Your mind tells you. But here you are, you get in a place, and stuff start happening that is going on without your control. Without you telling yourself to do it. Who told you to jump up and raise your hand? Especially when the preaching of the gospel is going on. I mean, the, one of the strongest responses of the mind is to tell you to stand. But I mean, the preaching of the gospel is going on and you're standing. And saying yes. And here go yes coming out of you. That you ain't think about saying yes. You're supposed to think it and say, okay, say yes. Yes. You're supposed to be, you sitting home. When you're sitting home, you say well, I'm going to get up and go in the kitchen and get me something to eat. It becomes a mental thought before it becomes an action. But when you're in church and the Spirit of God get to move it, you ain't got no mental thought. 
You start, you know why? Because at that point, God has disconnected your brain from your body and a higher mind has come in. And when that higher mind comes in, all he wants you to know is that I'm here. So when I'm here, you don't have to think for yourself. I'm doing the thinking and God got you doing this and you don't know why. Explain to me how I'm sitting in church. Ain't nobody died and ain't nothing wrong until tears start rolling. That's his presence. That's his power. Imagine folk being, you see, there's a difference in anointing and playing. See, when the anointing comes, it takes over. I've seen some folk just fall. Come here. You know, I've seen some folk get praying. And they. <laughs> but man, the Spirit of God coming there, He moved that fear and the power of God go to movement, and folks are dropping. They're saying they know what I'm doing down here. I have seen the manifestation of God moving. I said he's moving tonight. I said, okay, so when you see a move of God, when you see the move of God like moved upon this sister tonight, the glory of God moved upon her tonight, and the power of God, and the power of God moving. This, this is God's way of showing us I am here. Now, you can't see me in the natural realm, but it's evident I'm here. Can you see cold air? No. But you know it's cold because people start putting on coats. Can you see hot weather? No. But you know it's hot because people start sweating. So God's manifestation is in what happens to you. My God. So we know God is present by what's happening to the people. We know the climate is changing by what's happening in the people. And one of the things that has happened, the church has been cold. But we've, we've been cold and the presence of God hasn't moved because we've been cold. And so what we've been getting an experience of, we can, we've been getting snow. Instead of heat. And coldness is the opposite of hallelujah. Coldness is the opposite of heat. And I, I, I've, been, I've been wondering, I've been wondering, especially in church, because it, it more, it's more in church than it is at, at, at home. Now at home, I like it cold as well. And there's, 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 there's been this real serious dilemma that we're having in church. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling them to bring the heat up so y'all can, we can both survive. So I ask them to shoot it up sometime. And some of y'all, some of y'all sweating tonight. I said, and, I'm not, and sometimes I don't know what happened. Cause I'm see, and I can't care about some of y'all ladies because half of y'all, you know, some of y'all going through heat flashes and all kind of flashes down here. See, hot flash, so I turn it up, get cold, y'all, I'm hot. nucleus of our church is around that, that changing time, you know. That's the nucleus of the church around that time. So y'all y'all having hot flashes and then making us have witches. <laughs> Everybody with me? But, but, but I've been wondering what's happening. 
Lord gave me a message I saw, and I, and I hope he'll let me minister. I saw, I saw uh, something that, that they told me it, it was a movie, and I saw, I think it's called Man on Fire, and the Lord gave me a message, Man on Fire. And I think one of the problems is y'all been cold and the preacher's been hot. And the presence of God brings a real, it manifests itself in heat naturally. Now the Lord ever healed you, a lot of time when God heals you, you feel heat. And you get in praise and you feel heat. Praise the Lord. If, if you mess around and get in the presence of God strong enough, we will have to turn the temperature down because it's getting hot enough. The problem is y'all done got so cold, you got spiritual snow in this place. But if we got a fired up church and a heated up church and a church that moving, coldness slow you down. When it get cold, it make you want to stay in the bed. Coldness make joints hurt. Hallelujah. You can get up on a normal warm day and just walk up, but that coldness hits you. It, it make you, I mean, you get up, you got to crank stuff up. You got to work stuff out. Can you say praise the Lord? But the heat do something. And what we need, God, give us a spiritual heat. Hallelujah. Give us a spiritual heat. I see God's anointing, God's anointing adjusts to the climate. God, 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 God manifested based on the situation. Let me show you something. In the Old Testament, in, at night, God knows how to change with climate and surroundings. At night, God appeared unto them by a pillar of fire. Because at night in the desert, it gets real cold. When they all had to go in the desert, all right, you, you know about that desert. In the day, it gets real hot. And it gets hot enough to burn you up. And at night, it gets it get real cold. You, you, can get, you can get down to 30 degrees in the desert at night and then the next day it'd be weighing up 107 degrees the next day. So I mean it can, uh, the, the night, from the night it can be 30 degrees and in the morning it can be 107 degrees in the day. So God's anointing adjusted to the climate. So what? His manifestation adjusted to the climate. At night God was a pillar of fire. It wasn't just there to lead them but he was also giving them heat to keep them warm. And then that day, when the sun was out real hot, he put a cloud like a canopy over their head to keep the sun from, from starching them. So what would happen? God will become what you need when you need him in a different manifestation. If you're hungry, God manifests himself as bread. If you're sick, God manifests himself as healing. So what I need, I need God to manifest for what I need at that time. He didn't come at night in a cloud because if he'd been there at night in a cloud, hallelujah, they wouldn't be able to see because a cloud would have covered the moon. So God had the cloud to come in day. Can you say praise the Lord? But he had the fire to come at night. And God said, if you'll get in a place where you need to be, I'll be whatever you want, whatever you want me to be. I'll manifest in different times. Our problem is, because we won't change the climate, God will not manifest himself at different times. And we only know the manifestation of God in one way. I went, to, I went up north. I like riding horses. And I went up north in the, in, in the, in the, in the winter. I went to look at some horses. And the horses had a thick fur. On them. Left back from up north, came down to Florida. When I came back to Florida, I looked at the horses, and those horses had the smooth skin, no fur. Because God knows how to do something on them, on the animals. It ain't the same grass in Florida as it is in New York. The grass is thinner. Now, God knows how to do something to the cows 
to protect them in the, in the winter. Up north, you can take a cow from down here and take him up to, to, to the cold weather and he automatically starts growing a thicker fur. That's why you and I, on this end, everybody, almost all of us that been in Florida and families from Florida, unless there's been a tabulation, we know we got a little tent. Y'all know we got tent. We got tenant saints. We got some clear saints, tenant saints. I'm a tenant one. All right, now watch. You go up north, you start getting a little brighter. <laughs> Y'all don't believe that? You go up north, you start getting a little brighter. When I was younger, before black, dark black folk, before we, before we started being recognized as, as dark black folk, while y'all was picking at us, you know, y'all picked at black folk a long time. Well, you so black? Black Jack? Y'all know all kind of names. They make a name when you're dark. Black Jack? People pick at that. Come on, man. You don't know y'all high yellow folk. That's what they thought was on. Red bones. Y'all remember all that? Come on, y'all. 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 Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Ain't nobody say black bones. They say black head, black. Y'all dog folk know what I'm talking about. All us dog folk, we've been through the storm and rain. Y'all put us through, sir. Our own folk put us. Ain't got no witnesses. Come on, raise it. You know what? Even older, even older black folk treated the bright-skinned children better than the black children. Come on, my little baby. You get your black self over there and sit down. Come on. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing. But it's a new season, it's a new day. <laughs> Woo! Y'all know y'all was the only ones on the TV. They put y'all bright skinned folk up now. Boy, they got they got they got Kuta Kentes everywhere on TV now. Can you say hallelujah? <laughs> hallelujah. I mean, you got old folk telling children, you marry, you a yellow man. <laughs> if you black, marry a yellow man, so those children won't be so black. <laughs> they just, just, just putting us all kind of way. I'm not mad at y'all bright-skinned folk. Help yourself, hallelujah. But what I'm saying, y'all hear me good. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. A change of climate changes the person's skin, changes the person's expressions. Bible said, the Lord making his face to shine on you. Yes. Hallelujah. I mean, it changes something about me. The, the, the changing of climate. Now, uh, white folk are white simply because they have been in a different climate. Black folk are black because they've been in a different climate. But what happens? Here you go, all from the beginning, everybody, everybody, I can confirm this from the Bible, it's not a prejudice statement, from the beginning, everybody was black. Everybody was black. Everybody was dark. I can prove to you Adam was black. I can prove to you all of them were dark. But what happened was, God now sends them out and scatter them throughout different locations, and based upon the weather, everybody, everybody had 
that, 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 that little nose. You know why your nose, black folk got them big nose? All of us don't have a little narrow nose. Most of our nose got a little wide width to it. Come on, y'all, tell the truth now. Come on, y'all got to talk to me. You can look at your nose and tell whether, whether there's been some mixing of the blood. Our lips are made different. Come on, y'all with me. Now I'm going somewhere. You know, most, 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 most black folk, you know, your lip is a little, it takes a little, you know. And I'm going to tell you why. Most of us, lips are different. Most of us, sometimes teeth are restructured, different in the mouth. And that, you know what that was based upon? That was based upon where you were and what you were eating. So God knew what you were eating. God knew what you were dealing with. And God understood a lot of us for the climate. See, while people was over here eating uh, filet mignon and caviar, you over there, you, you, you chopping on a neck bone. You need a wider mouth. You need, a, you need your mouth to be open wider. You need to be able to get something in there. You don't need no, no baby lip. I mean, your body, and God designed your body. Y'all listen, God designed your body. God put you now in a climate and he took, the climate took dark people and turned them bright. Now the change affects them so much, dark people become bright. And I'm going to show you that. Because when you die, if you're white or bright, your body goes back to dark. It goes back that's why any other race, they don't never want to be seen as a black man. So three days, they say, get us in the grave. Because I don't want anybody ever look at me and say I'm black. So uh, other races may die today and be buried tomorrow. All right, now let me, I want you to understand this. You start getting darker. Right? You, you, you know why you start getting darker? Because there is no heat in your body. Now God is amazing. Because the heat in your body is running through keeping you alive. When that goes, you start dying. And when you die, the, 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 fail, the failure to have activity now sets in decay. But now, as I was told you, you take... Blacks, they're scattered, they start turning colors. Now, the colors that they start turning becomes, it, it moves from just a physical thing to a hereditary thing, and it gets in your bloodstream. What, what was in the natural gets in your bloodstream, and watch. It's so strong in your bloodstream that now all of the people that were once dark because of the climate they were in, have turned white. And now when they have children, their children are turned white. They have touched something, take nose, all of us had the different nose. The reason our nose are bigger is because we was in the, by the equator and you got all that heat. So you got to get more air in. You got to get more air in. You get more air in, so because you have to breathe more air in, in the heat, you have to breathe more. Your nose expands more, and, and, and in the heat, you have to draw a, a much more oxygen. So your nose expands, and the expansion of your nose, it come on your child. 
So now you got a child that's born, and the child's born, and God prepares that child from, the child gets these traits and hereditary traits from you. And what you got came from change. Uh, oh, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want the change just to be physically, but I want it to be in me and it becomes me. Can you say praise the Lord? I, I want it to become me. I want to get in the climate of God. And one of the things, we haven't changed because we have been in the climate, in and out, in and out, in and out. Now, I can go to New York today and come on back home, I'm still black as I can be. I can go to New York, stay a week. But if I go there and stay 10 years, y'all going to notice some difference. Can you say praise the Lord? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I can go to Africa tonight and stay over there for Africa about, praise the Lord, about two or three months. I'm coming back here, dark. You can believe that. I can go in that sun and stay in that sun. It's going to change me and it's going to change me for a while. What God wants you to do, God wants you to stay in his presence long enough until it becomes permanent. God wants you to, listen, we are not staying in the anointing long enough for it to permanently change our structure. Can you say hallelujah? Let me tell you something. I go and stay in Africa for 10 years. I'll never get my color back. I am in the little bit that I do have. I go there and stay there for 10 years. I'm coming back shiny, sisters and brothers. Amen. Because I've been in the heat. I'm telling you, I want to get in the presence of God so strong and stay there until God makes a permanent change in Clayton Allen Cowell. You need to go in prayer and go in God's presence and say, Lord, I don't want a temporary change I'm going to stay here until you make some differences in me I want a permanent change can you say hallelujah hallelujah I'm tired of temporary changes I'm tired of, of, of an in and out flow God I want your presence to manifest and I don't want it just to manifest but Lord let your presence manifest in me when Moses went on the mountain praise the Lord the Bible said when Moses came down he was not the skin of his face shone and they had to cover his face until Moses was through talking my God my God listen here hallelujah I don't just want a God that's present I want a God that's manifested. I want a God that can be seen. I want a God that can be seen in me. I want to see, I want a God that can be seen working. Praise the Lord because hallelujah. If God's presence is not manifested, we're just a whole bunch of people gathering together. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Ah, uh, the church ought to be tired of coming to church and just seeing one another. Hallelujah. We ought to be tired of just coming to church and having the same old, same old. Our service is have become too structured and too organized hallelujah and there is no manifestation of God hallelujah I don't want to go to another service and have the same old same old hallelujah and here you're singing and quiet. I come out to the house of God because I want to see something that I didn't see last Sunday I want to feel something that I didn't feel last Sunday can you say hallelujah praise God praise God I was talking today as I was getting ready to leave and I was talking to some of the sisters and I told them I was talking about bread and talking about uh, fresh bread and then somebody got up tonight in the testimony and I think it was Sister Spencer who talked about fresh bread. Let me tell you bread can get stale and bread can get stale but you can recycle that bread and bring it back to a freshness. Now listen you take stale bread that's no good to eat in its form and eat in its natural form. Take that stale bread, start breaking it up and 
put it in the oven, praise the Lord, with a few other ingredients. You can take stale bread and toast it and make you some dressing. Hallelujah. And the dressing becomes fresh. Hallelujah. You can take stale bread and break it up and cook it and make it bread pudding. It's stale, but once you take it and bring it back to heat, once you take it and bring it back in the heat, you give it a different manifestation and the manifestation that it is now is a fresh manifestation. Some of us have become stale. Our preaching has become stale. Our praying has become stale. So what does God have to do? Lord, take me and give me another manifestation. Put me back in the oven again. Put me back in the heat again. Can you say praise the Lord? You ought to shout hallelujah. You ought to shout hallelujah. I need some folk tonight. One of our problems is we're trying to get the same we're trying to get different results by doing the same thing. You can't get this, you can't get a different taste if you're doing the same thing. There's something have to be done different. And God said the reason we keep having the same manifestation because we keep on doing the same thing. And what we want, we want to go higher without doing something to go higher. We want a different move of God. Don't think you're going to just sit there on the level that you had and doing what you're doing and get a move of God. If you want different, you got to have different ingredients. Praise the Lord. If you've been putting two hours in and three hours in over here and you want a greater move of God, try putting six hours in and six hours of praying. Throw something different in there. Can you put your hand together and tell God thank you. Shout hallelujah. And we want a different manifestation. And sometimes you can have the same ingredients but do a different things and get a different manifestation. Hallelujah. The same way you make a pound cake, you can make a lemon pound cake. But all you got to do is add one thing different. Just add the flavor. Just add some lemon. It takes a regular pound cake and convert it to a lemon pound cake. Hallelujah. You want a chocolate pound cake? Just add the chocolate flavor. Hallelujah. You want a different taste? You have to add a different flavor. And so what God is saying, I want to change your normal service from a normal church service to an anointed church service. You got to add the prayer. You got to add the fasting. Can you say hallelujah? For the last two or three years, we've seen service without fasting and praying. We've seen service where we just come in and jump and shout. Hallelujah. Don't you want a new flavor? Can you say praise the Lord? Don't you want something different? Hallelujah. I don't want to be just a traditional church. If I wanted to be a traditional church, I can run down the first Baptist and plus get out early enough to beat all the other folk to the buffet. I can get over there and have a regular service and be out by 12 or 1 o'clock. Ah, oh, but God Almighty, I didn't come the Bible way for what I had over there. I didn't come the Bible way just to be sat down and talk to and have a few jumps and shout. I came for a manifestation. God wasn't moving where I was. And I said, Lord, I see your hand moving. I see folk being healed. I see folk being delivered. Can you say praise the Lord? But what has happened? We have settled for presence and not manifestation. We have settled for him being 
being here but not being visible but I need somebody that's what the Lord meant he said if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray wait a minute there's something else seek my face what am I saying I need somebody that want me to say peekaboo I need somebody let me tell you what I'm saying you remember the thing peekaboo you take the child you cover your head where they can't see your face and at certain times you move your face back and say peekaboo well God is in the invisible realm his face is covered but when we get the presence of God woo, glory God reveals himself he comes out of the invisible and sticks his face in the visible and in so many words he's saying peekaboo and what happened to the child when they see the father's face joy starts happening that's one way to get a child to laugh and get happy if you'll just sit back and let God show his face I need somebody that's not just praying but just saying Lord show your glory Lord show your face Lord show your As he was talking and as he was ministering the other night I came in just in time enough to hear him say something and the Lord had spoke to me and I heard it and I wanted to make sure that I was correcting what I was in and the Lord said kiss me he said kiss me I heard it strong kiss me Praise the Lord. I, I ain't concerned about it. I want to make sure I'm hearing you, Lord, right. I hear a male voice say, kiss me. I heard it in my spirit. Say, kiss me. Well, I just laid it down. Then it said it in a strong voice. Kiss me. Almost in anger. Still, I didn't move. I didn't know what I was in. Because I've never experienced anything like that. I know the, and I know the voice of God, but the devil will transform himself to an angel light. And I don't hear no man telling me, kiss me. I'm going to turn around and just kiss. Then when I heard the Lord talking in, 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 in that tone, almost like a mother when she mean business and say, boy, you about to he said, kiss me. Then I looked up. Hallelujah. And I puckered my lips. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. And I said, yes, Lord. And then I looked at Psalms, go to Psalms chapter 2 and 12. Hallelujah. Now don't y'all think I'm crazy. I ain't telling you to walk around with your lips pulled out everybody talking about them pissing Jesus. 
But look at Psalms chapter 2 and 12. Look what it says. Uh huh. You got it? What does it say? Kiss the son, capitalized, lest he be and ye perish from the way. When he said that, I ain't got a problem with kissing. But what is he saying? He ain't just telling me he was using that as a natural, but he ain't just telling me to walk around talking about I'm kissing you, Jesus. I'm kissing you, Jesus. What he's trying to say, get close to me. Bring yourself close. Bring your spirit close. You're not kissing him as a lover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not French kissing him. That ain't what I'm talking about. What he's saying, I want you to come to me a kiss from a father to a son was a blessing. Get me the book of Luke. Chapter 17, chapter 15, uh, uh, chapter 15, verse, what verse? 20, look what it says. And he arose and came to his father. But when his father was yet a great ways off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and what? Kissed him. The Lord want to kiss you. He won't, he's saying, I want to bless you. All blessings were confirmed with a kiss. All blessings are always given with a kiss. That's why after you do the, 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 the ceremony of a wedding, in order to provoke the blessings of each other to one another, after, after the wedding, you say you may salute or kiss the bride. Well, what is the kiss? The kiss wasn't to show people how you know how to kiss. The kiss was to say, all right, we are going to put our blessings on one another. So when God said, kiss the son, lest he be angry, God said, now I want to put a blessing on you, but I want you to be close enough to get it. So I want you to come to a position, and what he's actually saying, get in kissing distance. Get in a, get in a position, get close enough to me so that I can bless you. How many of you want that tonight? Well, let's stand to our feet tonight. Let's stand to our feet. Everyone, let's stand. Hallelujah. And just put your hand together and give God a great praise.